Hello, I'm David and it's 8.43pm. And I'm Brittany and it's 3.44pm. Time zones are hard. It's very hard. That's not how he speaks at all. <laughs> I'm so sorry, David. You I'm can so do sorry. better. I can, but when I'm when I'm trying to make fun of David, I can't do a good accent. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Time Zones Are Hard. I am Brittany, and this is my sister Jessica. Hello. Um, she is filling in for David uh, this time round because, as we mentioned last show, there was like. A potential issue with internet that was not an issue but now there is an issue with the internet at david's uh new place so uh he's off the grid for a little bit and uh that's just the way it's gonna be the real reason is because i'm better than him oh <laughs> i just i love how this this continuing like thread of of guests on time zones are hard just roasting david <laughs> <laughs> We gotta just straight up be like, Dave, Dave, no good, no good, David, no good. You just you've lost, you've lost your spot. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, welcome, Jessica. Please tell everyone kind of what it is that who you are, what you do, um, and like I'm gonna just preface this with: we cannot um, talk about like with we did with Daniel last season. Um, how we met was we we lived in the same place. We came from the same place. We were born from the same mom <laughs> and same. We dad. are related. We are related. Um, Jessica and I are three years apart, so we grew up very close together. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much that. That's that story. So, best friends. So please introduce yourself. Um. Okay, I'm Jessica. I am, I don't know if you said, I'm, I'm Brady's younger sister. Well, one of yeah. the younger sisters. I'm the middle child. Yay. Um, and currently I am a senior in college or university. You gotta say it like university. Uni- university. University. Um, <laughs> and I am currently in Kentucky because that's where I go to school. Um, and I, my major is equine studies, which means that I get to work with horses. Yay. Um, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) You're like finger guns, but in the most like dejected way possible. (laughs) Okay. I really do love horses. I've loved horses since I was very young and I'm very excited that I get to do that as my major and possibly my career. Well, hopefully my career, my future career. Um, yeah, that's me. So there's definitely a very big kind of gap between, like, the, the things that I tend to do on a day-to-day basis and the things that I'm interested in and what Jessica does and what Jessica's interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, I try. My gosh darndest. I went to a horse camp once when I was like 10. So You I did took... it for me too. <laughs> I did. That is true. That is true. Because um, we were going to the summer camp at the same time. And there's like different kind of categories of camps that you can go to. And there wasn't anything I was interested in. So I went to a horse camp. I think you went to a pony camp that year. Yeah. So you weren't even in like a big horse camp. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I've, I've you know, ridden on a horse for one full week in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I know all about them horsies. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I mean, the cool thing is uh, my school has a really big, um, what they call media communications department. It's really just a big film department. It's just not considered, they don't call it film. But, and I have a bunch of friends who do stuff, and I actually have gotten a chance to, like, help out on some film sets and things like that. So I'm grateful to have the knowledge of of Brittany and things that I learned while she was in college because I'm able to speak intelligently with my <laughs> friends about filming things. Um, so, I, I mean, yes, I love horses, but I also dabble in a lot of stuff. I'm not one of those people that lives out at the barn 24-7. And for a while, I felt bad about that because I was like, man, I'm a horse person. I should be there all the time. But I've gotten a lot of enjoyment about being able to do a lot of different things. And so film is also cool. And yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, we've been making films and theater shows and mm -hmm. plays and uh, web series since we were very young. Yes. Um, we've always been kind of doing that, and when I mostly was... your fault. No, well, it is. No, it's a hundred percent my fault because <laughs> I wanted to be an actor when I was very young, and then it wasn't until I was in college that I that I switched from kind of theater to filmmaking. But yeah, so I, I went into filmmaking later when I realized kind of more refined version of what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, we've always been doing kind of artistic things since we were we were young. Um, mm -hmm. It's really funny to to go back and just kind of like watch and and enjoy all of those things we used to do. But yeah, J Jessica and I used to do all sorts of <laughs> mostly because she could rope me into doing practically anything because yeah. she was my best friend and I wanted to. I don't know if I wanted to be like you or if I just wanted you to like me. Um, but like, or, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a natural, like, I have a lot of what people consider middle child tendencies where I am a peacemaker and I am a conflict resolver. And so if there's something that could possibly cause an issue, like I will do anything in my power to have it not happen. So if she was like, Hey, let's do this thing. I was like, all right, sure. Like, I don't <laughs> want to make you mad in certain <laughs> things, you know? Yeah, so that's why she agreed to be on this show. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have a voice for myself now. I've actually wanted to be on the show forever. I actually, I really want to be on when David's on because I would like to actually meet him. But well, you know. I mean, I think we've all talked a little bit before, but yeah, I would like to do uh, segments where it's David and I, and then an additional person um, for sure. So that's definitely. I'm saying it now, like it's gonna happen. That's definitely gonna happen. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, so now I kind of want to roll back into the, uh, okay, I, I, I don't know why I wanted to use the word traditional, because that's not at all correct, but, um, the format that David and I are trying for this season, um, so one of the things that we do is we're doing a thing of the day, um, and so, Jessica, what's your thing of the day? Okay, my thing of the day is my favorite fun fact about horseback riding. Um, it's kind of my go-to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, so when you get on a horse, most places you will get on from the left side of the horse. And the reason is because back in medieval days, when knights had swords, 
their sword would be on their left hip so that they could pull it out with their right hand because most people were right-handed. And so to get on the horse, it was a lot easier to not have to swing their left leg, left, bleh, left leg over the back of the horse and also, you know, the sword. So they just put their left foot in and swung their right foot over so they didn't have to deal with the sword. And we still still get on horses that way because... Because we all still carry swords. That's... <laughs> I you wish. <laughs> David, you didn't know that? That in, in America, we all still carry swords. They're usually <laughs> enchanted and shining, and you take them out with a very nice whoosh. Um, you whoosh. walk into a coffee shop, and you're like, do you like my sword? One coffee sword, please. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fun fact. That is a fun fact. Yes. Here, are you ready for my thing of the day? Yes, I am so ready. My thing of the day is... Girl Scout cookies. Ooh, and okay. I'm I'm uh I might still bring it up next week, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. But I wanted to talk a little bit about Girl Scout cookies because I am confident that Girl Scouts is not something that is hugely popular in England. Um mm-hmm. mostly just because I lived and worked in Savannah, Georgia as a tour guide. And uh, the yes. founder of Girl Scouts kind of was from that area there's a couple houses that are like big stops for the girl scouts um side note that made buying girl scout cookies in savannah very easy to do oh because yeah. there was like girl scouts on every corner you could get a girl scout a box of girl scout cookies but but um it's just such an american thing to like have the a girl scouts are amazing they're they intense and uh like world changing young girls that like are both you know incredibly intelligent and also just tons of fun and <laughs> like this whole this american concept of like girl scout cookie season is a, it's a season like you mm-hmm. wait for a year before you get your girl scout cookies and then you know what type of girl scout cookies you were getting which for me it is thin mints that is the only type of girl scout cookie i will like eat in one go they they changed the names. What? Yeah. So okay. So the, a side note to this also: Girl Scout cookies are almost referenced to like drugs by most of my friends. They're like, hey, my dealer's coming. Because <laughs> they are. They are so addictive. You can eat like a whole box in one setting. And again, it's this whole like anticipation thing of like you are waiting for your Girl Scout cookies to come. And you have to find a Girl Scout troop to buy the cookies from. You can't just, like, mm-hmm. get them off a shelf. Like, there's a specific, like, process you have to go through. So they are. Yeah. They're, like, they... We keep talking about sugar, like, being in- incredibly crazy in America, but it really is. <laughs> like, but anyway, so a friend of mine bought some recently um, from some Girl Scout who came on, who was smart and came on campus and was selling them on campus to all the college students who can't afford them, but buy them anyways. Of course. And they, you know, and you like stock up. So you have some in your freezer for the off season when they're not around, but they like changed the names of them. Like they're just boring names now. Like what? I have to find it. She, well, she has ones that are, I think she has, like, s'mores, mm-hmm. which is a very American thing, so. I'm just gonna start the next show being like, alright, David, yes or no, do you know what this <laughs> is? S'mores, Girl Scout cookies, horseback riding from the left. 
<laughs> Did you listen? <laughs> you gotta be as up to speed as the guest host. You gotta know. <laughs> S'mores. Okay, well. Thin mints oh, should yeah, never they... change. I will riot if thin mints change. <laughs> I don't think thin mints changed. Um, there's two different kind of s'mores ones. Okay, that's interesting. Um, Samoas are now also called Caramel Delights. That's too many names. I, I refuse. And <laughs> tagalongs are called peanut butter patties. That's more syllables. I don't need more syllables. I need but less they're as like... they're going into my mouth. I need to be able to, <laughs> as the food is going into my mouth, be able to spit out one syllable and be like, Fin What are you eating? Fin 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 They made them like super generic. I guess, like, so people know what's in them, but, like, that's that why you the just point ask. Of the, that's the point of the Girl Scout cookie, is you're like, ah, Thin Mints, and you're like, you just immediately know it's this, like, thin, chocolate-covered, mint, crispy cookie. Like, that's, you're just aware of that because you've had mm-hmm. them, and then if you don't know, you look at the box. You ask. And you're like, what's in this one? And you're, or yeah. if you're really, like, you've never had a Girl Scout cookie before, you go up and you'd be like, do you have any peanut butter-type cookies? And they'll be like, here are some peanut butter ones. Like, that's yeah. the point of it. I'm disappointed. Girl Scouts, come on. It makes me so angry when people have, like, the most generic names for things, It's like, come on, be at least slightly inventive with your branding. Where's your branding? Come on, Girl Scouts. No, (laughs) this is not about the activities. This is about your branding. (laughs) Because, like, okay, tree foils are just shortbread. Yeah, I mean, Which isn't what they are, but, like, the name (laughs) is just so obvious. Do-si-dos, peanut butter sandwich. (laughs) So, like... Why? Okay, some of them are still kind of fun names. Oh, they have one called Toffee Tastic. Ooh, <laughs> that's my. Stri- they also have. What? That's my stripper name. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not my stripper name. I'm too white for that. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. They also have Savannah Smiles, which I think are lemon ones. Yeah, I think so, too. But, like... uh, I'm sorry this has turned into, like, a Girl Scout roast now. (laughs) (laughs) I just... It's like, what? Like, that's so generic. Because it says it on the package. Yeah. It's the boring names. It's like, okay... Here in America, we don't know how to read or ask questions or do anything. We just want to put the food directly in our mouths. (laughs) If you don't know how to read, you won't know either of the names. (laughs) So it doesn't matter. Well, that's that's true. Oh, man. So, fun fact. Jessica and I were both in Girl Scouts when we were younger. Um, I was, yeah, I did, uh, I was a brownie and a junior, I think. Mm. And you were a daisy and a brownie. Brownie. And we went to Girl Scout camp, and we did all the Girl Scout things. What? (laughs) To be honest, though, I don't totally have great memories associated with Girl Scouts. Well, I I I had some 
not so fun stuff happened to me with Girl Scouts. We were also very young and really didn't understand what we were doing, but um, I think now, like, if I could be involved in a group like that, I would love to, just because I love the... I love the message of Girl Scouts. I don't like the outdoorsiness of Girl Scouts, but you know, I think <laughs> I could I could be okay for like a weekend. Um, mm. But yeah, all I, honestly, all I remember about Girl Scouts is like doing really fun crafts. I just I I remember like when we would have troop meetings or whatever, and I was in like mm-hmm. third grade. I was like really really young i would just be like yay pom poms <laughs> <laughs> well our christmas tree ornaments so you were actually in girl scouts at the time yeah. when you made that one and i got to like come and hang out with you because i think mommy helped with the group or something like that and so apparently i was very proud of myself because i wasn't actually in girl scouts but i still got to make a thing and i still got to be part of the girl scout troop (laughs) as like a four-year-old yeah you were really young so ad break zone time and this is the part where i talk about our sponsor while i also vogue um just i know you can't see me in this audio format just pretend just imagine me voguing very amazingly I'm voguing. There's there's my head snaps. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, Time Zones Are Hard is sponsored by Film & Her. Film & Her is a touring film showcase dedicated to supporting emerging women in film. If you're interested in viewing short films created by talented animators, directors, editors, cinematographers, producers, and writers, you can go to filmandher.com slash tour to see dates and locations of the East Coast Tour in America. I did need to make that clarification since we are talking about time zones. If you're interested in bringing the showcase to your community, you can contact Film and Her. And uh, also your uh, weekly, bi-weekly reminder that you can purchase a pocket note, which is a personal message to be read on the show. We will read what it says and we will share your love. And that's, that's all I have to say about that. Okay, we're going to jump into autocomplete. Um, he... I do want to make a note that this is actually a suggestion based off of a suggestion that Jessica had when we were coming up with season two. I'm so smart. You're so smart. And, um, I am, uh, we're having a good, we're having a good time here. So, um, (laughs) the autocomplete for this episode is, can you mail a (laughs) oh no can you mount alcohol um well if you want it to be can you mail a you have to put all right i'll put a space can you mail a gun (laughs) um you can mail these guns i'm just gonna put myself in a box (laughs) (laughs) actually the another one farther down is can you mail a person You mail a person because that's what you mean when you mail these gun tickets to the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> Can you mail a potato? <laughs> <laughs> what? Hang on. What? No, I got this. I got this. Excuse me. I'd like to mail this here potato. I'll just need to mail it to my mom. <laughs> in, Why do you need in England? Why? Why specifically a potato? Miss Mail Lady, I need to mail this potato. <laughs> my, la- my lady, I need to mail this. Please, can you put a stamp on this here potato? No, you're going to have to put it in a box. With these guns. <laughs> 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 Tickets 
of the gun show. <laughs> I mean, we can, we can go back to the person thing and be like, well, I mean, I'm a potato, so mail me. <laughs> um, fun fact, you can mail a potato if you put a stamp on it. I'm, that like an actual like just the potato. Yeah, I'm I am like ninety five percent sure. I'm actually gonna like look this up right now. That, that seems slightly problematic. Um, like I mean, it's gonna get squished by all the other boxes. I mean, you. I mean, you can't. You can like legitimately. You just put. Yep. You just put a stamp on a pot- You gotta put the address on the potato, too, though. Well, obviously. And, um, and you just weigh it, and you put a stamp on it, and, um... Why? <laughs> Why do people think of these things? You have too much free time! <laughs> like, this is just really important that you can mail a potato. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that you can mail without boxes, um, but I think potato is probably the most interesting one to me. Can you imagine being that postal worker being like, oh, guys, we got another potato. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think they're going to notice if we just make french fries out of this? <laughs> <laughs> want to eat it i'm hungry i didn't pack a lunch (laughs) i didn't pack a lunch what if i just got another potato that looked like this later i'll just write down the address (laughs) (laughs) are they really gonna know it's the correct potato that's the question (laughs) wait everybody stop it's time to play hot potato (laughs) (laughs) which i don't know if hot potato is a game that david would actually know because, fun fact, for the viewers, or listeners, rather, um, I got to go to Mongolia last summer. Yeah. Which was real fun. Um, and we taught our kids how to play hot potato, and they had never played it before. Okay. And they had a really fun time playing it. I mean, hot potato is literally just when you're throwing a ball around, right? Well, you sit in a circle, and you have to pass it. Like, you can't, you're not, like, throwing it. Like, you pass it to the person next to you, and you, like, play music or whatever, and then when the music stops, whoever's holding it is out. Okay. And so, like, you're trying to pass it fast enough that you're not holding it when the music stops, but you're, like, not allowed to throw it, because then chaos happens. So it's it's musical chairs, but for your hands. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Musical hands. Musical hands. That's the sequel. Except for your your hands aren't trying to find the chair. The thing is like moving around. Wait, blindfolded hot potato. That's musical chairs for your hands. (laughs) Oh gosh, the chaos. (laughs) That'd be very touchy feely where you're like reaching over, like, hey, oh, that's your face. Wait, sorry, where's the potato? (laughs) That could get real bad. (laughs) Real bad, real quick. Oh, man. Can you... See, okay. So, can you mail alcohol? Can you mail a bottle of wine? It's a very... Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can. But I just want to know, like, if someone comes up to the counter and, like... (laughs) Slams it on the counter. I need a mail... I need a... uh, Look, uh, look. I need to mail this (laughs) bottle. And it's... If I don't mail it now, it's gonna be more than half gone. It's gonna be all gone. I need to mail... I need to mail this bottle of wine. I'm gonna mail it to myself so when I wake up in the morning, I'm like, how thoughtful, a bottle of wine. (laughs) That's my best impression of my drunk self, which is something I would do. (laughs) Valid. 
just my my first thought was like, oh man, I know that Jimmy's going through a hard time. What can I send him? Ah, yes, let me mail him a bottle of wine. <laughs> that'll that'll be a good idea. Oh, I hate mailing anything that's like in glass because I'm always yeah. afraid it's gonna break. Especially, especially when it's liquid inside of glass. Yeah. Like, cause, I mean, granted, most things that are in glass are liquids, but like <laughs> all of it's liquid. <laughs> like, it's not like a can of like peaches, yeah. you know? That's like some like fruit. Yeah. No, it's like it's just straight. Like, if this breaks, it's gone. You lose it all. <laughs> an all-or-nothing gift. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And, like, who wants to open a box to glass shards? <laughs> like, that's a, just a safety hazard. Well, I mean, if you can pack the box correctly, you can mail anything. That's you valid. Can mail anything. I've seen, I've seen shipping center workers pack boxes. Mm. You can mail anything. But... But also, it costs a lot. I was um, trying to mail something to um, Billy, actually, in England, and, like, oh, yeah. the cost was, like, over $100, and I was like, it, what What am I paying for here? And the, the person was like, you're essentially paying for a plane ticket for your box. And I was like, I'd rather yep. buy my own plane ticket and arrive <laughs> with the item and be like, here's your thing that I was trying to mail you, and now I'm here, surprise, like... It's <laughs> two for one deal. It's cheaper to do that than it is to mail it. Um, I, well, yeah. Depends on your plane ticket, because I know some plane tickets can get around the like thousands. Yeah, I mean it, it depends. But again, if I put myself, if I pack myself in the box, <laughs> <laughs> I'll just ride in the cargo area. No worries, I'll, just, I'll be fine. Put some holes in the box and pack myself a protein bar. I'm good. <laughs> Pack yourself in a box without holes, but you bring, like, a pencil or something, you just start stabbing holes in the box. Every five seconds, there's another hole. <laughs> and then, like, you try to all try to speak through the little holes. Hey, hey, how's it going out there? Where, are we there yet? Are, are we there yet? <laughs> and all the dogs that ride in the cargo area are just like, what the flip is going on? I just set off every, like, dog's instinct when I'm, like, I, th I throw a ball <laughs> through the hole because I'm, like, oh, it fits. Ball. <laughs> ball. Oh, my goodness. I mean, most of them are probably drugged up That's at that true. point. But I'm I'm pretty sure you can send your dog, like, through, like, on the cargo, like, bay because then you don't have to buy, like, a seat yeah. for them. And also, they don't really love when you, like, have animal companions on planes. Mm -hmm. Unless they're, like, service dogs or ESAs or whatever. Actually, I don't know if ESAs technically are allowed to have plane seats. I think so. Because there's this whole big thing going around recently that the, the difference between um, service dogs, ESAs, and... Oh, there's another one. I forget what the other one. There's another type of, like, dog. Yeah. Um, I, but, like, so, like, they each have distinct, like... Um, uh, rights mm -hmm. of like where they're allowed to be without getting in trouble and people are kind of starting to blur the lines between them and it's like okay no guys like this is how this is how it's set up these are the protections you have for the type of animal that you have so I'm pretty sure with like just normal dogs I think you just have to send them through with like the cargo which obviously 
I'm assuming that the people who load up the cargo place won't just, like, chuck them in there. <laughs> well, Hopefully I know not. they don't chuck them in there, but one time I was flying and my plane uh, didn't get to the... It wasn't able to go to the airport that I needed to go at, go to. Oh, yeah, it, I remember yeah, this. Yeah, you were there, actually, and yeah, so... Yeah, we, we came to pick you yeah, up. Yeah, came to come get me, because it wasn't, it wasn't super far away. It was close enough that we that we I could get picked up, but there... Mm-hmm. But I had lost my... Well, I didn't lose my luggage. My luggage went to my actual destination and not the destination that I ended up at, which was fine. Yeah. You know, it worked out just fine, but there was a lady there who, like, her dog had not left the airport that, like, she had started at, mm. and so the airport she was at there didn't have it, mm-hmm. and it was going to be, like, an overnight thing, and, like, obviously, yeah. like, that sucks, and so that's yeah. why I'm always, like, I don't... I don't trust, like, any of that for pets. I'd rather drive, to be honest. Yeah. And, like, I'm not going to take my pet international. There's no point in that. Not, again, I understand service animals, but that, again, you can do, like, mm-hmm. seats and stuff like that. Yeah. Because that's the point of service animals, for them to be near you, for them to help yeah. you. But, yeah, I just, I don't trust airlines and and living living creatures just because it, there's so many moving parts and, like, it's not a well-oiled mm-hmm. machine. And thing, things happen, and I get it. I do. But, mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I don't want to I don't want to even be involved in that. Nope. <laughs> Although, I have heard, so I'm pretty sure, like, the reason I'm saying, I think, I'm pretty sure ESAs can be on um, planes is because I've heard stories of, like, emotional support pigs yeah. having their own plane seat and emotional support chickens. Have you seen the emotional support peacock? <laughs> Uh, no, like why? I don't. I I just I stay out of it. Like, <laughs> I, but yeah, I know nothing about like animals flying on planes aside from the one time the lady lost her dog and it was not it was not a good uh, scene. Speaking of dogs, can you mail? Can you mail a dog? Uh, if you mail a dog through airfare, is it Airbud? <laughs> <laughs> is it underdog? He can fly, right? I think underdog can fly. <laughs> yeah. I just want to know, like, if you can't mail dogs and cats, which I don't think, I don't know if you can, to be honest. I think you might be able to, but... It would seem slightly problematic. Yeah, it seems a little problematic, um, just based off of how the, the U.S. Postal Service works, um, or even international mailing. Um, but can you just imagine, like, someone coming into the post office and just putting their dog on the counter and being like, mail this, please. <laughs> I feel bad for the dog. What if the dog, like dog this... was into it? The dog was like, yes, new friends. Box. <laughs> A box. A box. <laughs> oh, man. This is, this is the weirdest autocomplete. I've, like, this is, like, legitimate. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So, can you mail a knife? Can you mail a cell phone? Can you mail a lighter? Those are all things that I think are based off of, like, the what's toxic and what's allowed to be shipped in the mail via batteries and things like that. But I just kind of want, like, someone who's taped a knife to the back of the cell phone and a lighter to the front. And it's like... (laughs) Just combine Can all of them. Can you mail this? It's my super <laughs> secret weapon, and I need it for when the ninjas attack. <laughs> mail this to me in 50 years. <laughs> this is a time capsule. Just send it through your system several times, and then mail it to me. 
It just makes me think of, like, all the TSA regulations. Yeah. Which I feel like mailing regulations aren't as strict as TSA because, like, if it goes, like, just through ground, like, if it's just, like, hey, I'm going to mail this to somebody, like, a couple towns away or whatever, it'll just get thrown on a truck. And it's not as big of a deal. But, like, if it's going to end up being flown somewhere, then, yeah, you probably don't want to mail sharp objects, (laughs) things that can catch on fire, you know. (laughs) There's, um... There's, like, you can't mail batteries, you can't mail certain kinds of, like, chemicals, and, like, I I always see those signs when I walk into the post office, and you know, like, when the, if you're mailing a package and, like, the lady will ask you, like, do you have anything perishable or fragile or whatever, and you always have to take a second oh. and be like, <laughs> do, do I? <laughs> I'm, I'm mailing a box in a box, like, I don't, do I? <laughs> don't think so. I don't so. think so. Um, and, like, even sometimes when I would mail, like, things I've made to other people, um, and, like, the people, what's the value of it? I'm, like, I mean, I made it out of $20 worth of supplies, but priceless, I guess? (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like mailing a knife is very passive-aggressive. Like, I'm sure if, like, somebody was, like, hey, I need this, but, like, (laughs) you're sort of, like, hmm... I'm just going to mail this knife to my mortal enemy just to show him that I mean business. <laughs> so I changed. Just opens a box and there's just a knife. What if it's like one of those like really, really tiny butter knives? <laughs> <laughs> this was all I could get through the mail. <laughs> they told me I couldn't mail anything sharp, so I just mailed a butter knife. But you get the idea. <laughs> You get the idea. <laughs> so I changed the can you mail A to can you mail Anne. Um, and so far, my favorite is can you mail anything? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so I know that there, like, you can mail letters and potatoes, apparently, and like, but can you mail anything no no no! you don't understand i need to know can you mail anything anything (laughs) (laughs) can you mail oh wait no let me clarify can you mail any box (laughs) i I need Mm. to be more clear about this can you mail any box (laughs) like if i have a box and i've made it out of old television parts can i mail this (laughs) It's not the TV itself that needs mailed. It's the things inside. Can I mail this? Can I mail a box that I have woven from straw? (laughs) No, you don't understand. Can I mail any box? (laughs) Any box. (laughs) Can I, can I, can I see first? Okay. First, you got to think outside the box. And then that box you're thinking outside of. Can I mail that? (laughs) can i go and cut down an old tree and fashion it into a box and put that box inside of a box that i have made from spare parts and duct tape but can i mail that box (laughs) i want somebody to mail me an ipad yeah just kidding, I have one. <laughs> no, another no. We need another one. Can you mail? Well, 
the one I have is broken, kind of, so. So, so, uh, mail Jessica an iPad, and you can mail me a potato. <laughs> we can, we can mail David a potato. That's the question. Let's, can we? I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Although, I think international postage is even more, like, expensive. I feel like I'd have to because put the potato I've... in a box. Yeah, because my roommate's in Israel right now. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, and she was wanting to mail a bunch of us letters, but it was like, it's like $2 per envelope or something like that. So she's like, I'm just going to put them all in one envelope and then you have to distribute <laughs> them because I don't want to pay extra for postage. And I was like, I mean, valid. Here's a question. Can we mail David Girl Scout cookies? Ooh. What ones do you think he would like, though? Uh, let me think like David for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of... Ooh, ooh, we can mail him trefoils. He can dunk in his tea. Ooh, actually, that sounds really good. <laughs> <laughs> his tea that has been made... <laughs> on a kettle. With a kettle full of water, not a mug microwaved in <laughs> Did microwave. you say microbladed? <laughs> Oh, I can't talk. I'm it's sorry. It's the tiniest tea okay. leaves that we've taken a small knife to. That we mailed to ourselves. We mailed that knife to ourselves. And then we've taken the leaves and we've gone chop, 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 chop. And then we put it in a little, <laughs> microbladed it. And then we put it in a microwave to microwave it. it. <laughs> Wave it. it. Uh, well, you will be interested to know, hopefully that um, English people are not the only people who get very uptight about microwaving I think tea. the rest of the world is just not ready for the innovation of putting your water in the microwave for two minutes and then it's done. Ta-da! Well, so my friend Rebecca yeah. um, is originally from New Zealand, oh, okay. which I guess they're... They're not American, that's for sure. Yeah. Um... So, so she was, we, we had some, it came up for some reason, um, and she got, when I mentioned about microwaving my tea, and microwaving my water in, in a mug for, to make tea, she got, like, real <laughs> upset, and it was kind of funny, um, and I was like, okay, but here's a question, would you be less upset if I microwaved the water in a glass, um, measuring cup? and then poured the hot water over the tea bag in the mug, she said I would be less mad at you. It's still wrong, but I would be less mad. Because apparently it's just the idea of the water has to pour over the tea bag. Okay. And so when you microwave just the mug, then you're putting the tea bag into the hot water. So it's, like, not the same. Which I still don't totally understand, but the thing is, us Americans, we are very uh, into speedy fixes and I think a lot of us are very impatient so it's a lot faster to just you know that you want this much water in your mug and you stick the mug in the microwave and then you don't have to dirty any other dishes or yeah. things and there's just water in a mug and you put the tea bag in and you're done. Like here's the thing when I get up in the morning and I'm like I need my cup of tea because I can't see because I'm so tired I'm not going to like be able to functionally put water on top of a open flame and have it like work without me going back on the floor and going to sleep. So <laughs> I'd rather 
I'd rather just have three minutes where I'm figuring out microwaves and tea and things and then drink it and have that caffeine hit my face and me be like, it is the morning time. Hooray. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I speak, of course. Of course, I speak like this. It is the morning time. Hooray. (laughs) Hooray. No, I really am like, I'm like that really crusty old grandpa where I'm like, ugh, morning, morning, morning. Okay. <clears throat> Morning. I need to drink this first, and then I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. David, if you listen to this episode, you need to tell me how you feel about Keurigs. Do you have Keurigs in uh, England? Keurigs are the worst. Really? I think they're awful. They're, they generate so much waste, and... Um, I, if you're gonna at least, at least use a reusable Keurig cup, and and honestly, that's the same thing as, like, just boiling a cup of water and putting it over your tea bag, like, or coffee or whatever. It's really, like, it's so wasteful, and I would much rather, and also, 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 I work in a coffee shop now, and I would rather see if you're gonna, like, spend the time to press a button, just make a French press. French presses are so easy mm. to make, and you can do coffee, you can do tea, you can do whatever you want in a French press, and it's the same amount of mm. effort. Like, you have hot water, and you put it in, and then you just walk away, and then you come back, and you press it. Like, now you have tea, mm. now you have coffee. The same thing as just pressing a button, and, like, first you gotta wait for the water to get hot, and then it pours through. So, I think I think it's yeah. it's also makes you seem a little more refined if you have a French press. You're like, I'm making my, my coffee in a French press. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the appeal of the Keurig is that you can, like, if you don't want to have a whole thing of coffee or whatever, I'm thinking more like, I was thinking about it in, like, tea, the fact that the hot water would pour over the tea bag is, like, that's the issue. But also just, like, to be able to have individual servings, I guess. Like, because I don't drink coffee for many reasons. Um, but if I was going to, I probably would only want to drink one cup of coffee. And from what I've seen, a French press typically makes way more than a cup. If you have the bi- from what I've seen, other people make If you have the big anyways. ones. Um, and and oh. actually at the shop, we have big ones in uh, individual sizes. And when we're making a French press for someone to take to go, it's just the individual size. It's like 12 ounces. So you can get mm. like different sizes of things. And again, like I feel like there's so much... There's so many more easier options than Keurigs. Like, I did not realize you were going to drag me into this whole thing, but I just think Keurigs are... <laughs> I just think that they're awful, and I think they generate way too much waste, and I think that there's easier ways to go about doing things. And, like, I know I complain about time spent, but I would rather spend time making a cup of tea with a kettle or a French press or whatever <laughs> than using a Keurig, because, like, I just think environmentally environmentally mm. it's just they're just generating a lot of excess and like there there's not a good recycling system for them and it falls into the mm. category of like americans want everything so fast that we don't think about the consequences of it <laughs> i honestly usually just use them because my friend has one and it heats up the water for me without me having to do anything and i'm usually making hot chocolates so i'm literally just using it for its water boiling well i mean that's fine that's just a, it's it's like a hack hack your keurig to turn it into a kettle type situation <laughs> <laughs> 
might as well buy a kettle. <laughs> might as well buy a kettle. It's a little bit harder when you're in a dorm and you don't have access to a stove very easily. I what I love is like um, obviously we've evolved a little bit past this, but when I was younger, when I first was like getting ready for college, I was like, oh no, I gotta get like a coffee pot so I can make ramen in it. <laughs> Like, there's so many weird hacks for college equipment because you can't have, like, open flames and things like that. That, mm-hmm. like, I just, I don't even want to get into all of the things that I found. But just there's so many different, mm-hmm. like, ways to hack things you can make. Uh, one of the really cool things is making uh, cake in a mug in the microwave. Like, oh, there's a, yeah. I still need to a do lot that. Of, okay. So back to the microwave. Like, obviously, <clears throat> obviously making tea in a microwave is a hotly debated topic but but when you are living in an apartment or a dorm where you don't have access to a stove or an open flame or an oven there's a lot of like hacks that you can do with a microwave the microwave is your best friend in that situation yeah and so like don't knock microwave mug cake because it is so good Mm -hmm. and it's one little cake just for you in a mug it's perfect that's well that's all i have to say about that yeah, it's interesting to me that you specifically wanted the coffee maker to make ramen. <laughs> I didn't want it. I did not actually want that. I just was like, I guess that's a thing people do. And yeah. then like later on, I was like, I guess people also make other things in rice makers. I don't understand how any of this works. I'm just going to use a microwave like a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> My building is so old that I don't think we're even allowed to have coffee makers in our um, rooms because they're even a fire hazard just because it's like a really old building so it could burn down really quickly. Oh no, fire hazard. Yeah. Guess who else is a fire hazard? You are because you're on fire. Oh. I don't know if that was good or not, but I'm leaving that in. <laughs> oh, oh, that should have been my thing of the day. Recently, every time, ev- every time, even if multiple people say it within a short period of time, every time somebody says, wow, it's really hot in here, I'll go, I can leave. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> my friends are getting really annoyed with it because I say it every time. And so sometimes they'll hear it three times in a row because three different people will say it. <laughs> you need to at least have an, a hair flip in with that. Like, oh, I uh, do the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my hair's hair so, so long now, I flip it all the time. Even when it's in a braid, sometimes I'll just like pretend to flip it. <laughs> You, I mean, you can't see her now, but she's just flipping her hair all over the place. Like, I'm fairly positive her neck's going to break. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're hearing it here first, folks, live on podcast history. Someone's neck has been broken via hair flip. Live? <laughs> yeah. Shh. 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 No one's got to know. <laughs> no one's got to know that it's Monday. <laughs> You said it, not me. I. (laughs) Oh, no. I have dug my own grave. (laughs) Whistling in the morning, digging my own grave. All right. All right. We got to wrap up. This is going to go on crazy. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening to Time Zones Are Hard. Thank you, Jessica, for being David for this go-round. Well, I mean, I was David. but Yes. I was you. 
we're all Dave. We're all in the end, aren't we all, David? <laughs> There's your new uh, slogan. Time zones are hard. Aren't we all, David? <laughs> aren't we all, David? Um, if you want to support us, you can support us by supporting our network, which we are a part of Pocket Podcast Network. You can go to pocketpodcastnetwork.com slash donate to find out more. Please review us on iTunes. Please tell your friends. Word of mouth is very important to us. Um, I know we're still trying to figure out the show and still trying to get our gears moving for season two um but we're just having a good time and we really just want everybody else to have a good time come join us and have a good time that's that's kind of that's kind of our actual slogan is come have a good time (laughs) we don't know what we're doing (laughs) we don't know what we're doing come have a good time (laughs) um and if you want to tweet about the show you can tweet using the hashtag tzh podcast or if you really want to you can use too gritty for britty yay that's the number two and the not the number two and the number four i almost said the letter for <laughs> not right at all um thank you so much for joining us i'm Brittany. i'm jessica Woo. and um we're very been your very favorite transatlantic podcast signing off bye bye Zones are hard as part of the Pocket Podcast Network, delivering quality content right to your pocket. <laughs>